0: was radio uh i was great (laughs) really that's your response that was great i was really really good today so you're gonna mail it in now and be really bad uh i wouldn't say mail it in i would just say i'm going to not try
1: First take all the time, doesn't he? So that's probably
0: yeah. He's in the he's in the rotation.
1: But that's probably where that comes from.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Oh man, what is this? It's not Toe Tap Tuesday on the hot take route. It's Wildcat Wednesday, which means tomorrow. Maybe when this is posted. So I guess today would be Thursday thirsty Thursday or Thursday as we call it. Um, then we're gonna have football Friday right before sat down for the playoff Saturday and uh Sunday fun day right before Monday playoff Sunday. What happened to Jeff Saturday? Jeff Saturday he's not in the playoffs. I don't give a damn about the wild card.
1: The wild card runs this the wild card
0: just No wild card's just a nice way of saying we decided to let you be in the playoffs. That is true. That's and right. occasionally occasionally a team will come from the wild card weekend of the five or six seed and they'll get to They'll get to the Super Bowl. They might even win the Super Bowl, right? Eli Manning won it as a six seed. Hasn't happened. Since well, his defense won it as a six seed. I believe
1: it's since 2012. Every single team that has won the Super Bowl since 2012, which was the Ravens, I think Joe Flacco, uh, has had a buy of the wildcard round. So it's been a one or a two seed. No one has played a wildcard round and won the Super Bowl since then. So this year's Ravens with Lamar Jackson is going to have to change that trend. Oh
0: my God, is this one of the one of the nine teams you're picking to win the Super Bowl this week.
1: Yeah, I'm just counting the Seahawks. I'm out on the Seahawks. That's all. Everyone else. out on the Seahawks. They're not good. Uh, this is hot take route, and I'm the only one who delivers hot takes. Surprisingly, you were supposed to do up part of the job. I don't deliver hot takes. Haven't done. A I while. guess I am. You, you've given I up for the last few weeks. All right.
0: You know what? I'm gonna give nothing but hot takes this weekend.
1: Except, except that Pete Carroll is the worst coach ever. Apparently, that's the only hot take you've had. Pete Carroll.
0: That's not even a hot. It's the coldest take I have.
1: <laughs> Hold on, Pete Carroll's going up against Jason Garrett this weekend. You're you're favoring Garrett over Carroll.
0: No, I think it's possible they both have a lobotomy on on the field.
1: Oh, you want that thing where uh, you see those two fighters not pull each other out at the same time? That's what you want on Sunday or Saturday. It's
0: gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be that scene in Hannibal where um anthony hopkins is eating ray Liotta's brain right in front of them except they're both going to be eating each other's brain
1: <laughs> like monkeys picking the things out of each other's
0: hair yeah <laughs> there's just a line of bad coaches russian dolls uh so you're just coming to america for the show uh well i'm going... You just racking up miles you
1: doing it was dark cheap i wasn't gonna come until it, i saw the
0: flight was cheap. your face is too low your face is too it looks like you're blowing bubbles the in a microphone pool or something is
1: down here that's why i was trying to talk into it or make sure yeah. um no it was, it was dirt cheap so i just said Fuck it, I'll pay, I'll get
0: so away. i should talk like this
1: that got good reviews people like you it did get like good this.
0: reviews one my voice sounds sexy as hell and two it's good theater
1: it also looks really weird
0: it looks like I'm blowing this microphone. And <laughs> but if I say it in a sexy tone, people are into it.
1: And speaking of your beard, when you put it up there, it looks like an extension of your beard because it's exactly the same color.
0: It does look a little bit like an extension of my beard. Like I've par- perhaps participated in a quirky beard competition in which I've grown it out in a hilarious style.
1: This feels really weird. When you talk so close <laughs> to the microphone, it feels like you're in my brain. It's like, someone's talk- like, it's like someone's talking when an echo is coming out through my ears.
0: Yeah. That's good. I like to infect brains. That's the way to go. You're still too low. It looks creepy on video with you that low. I am well, I wildly that. unprepared for this show next week. You're you,
1: – like, For the listeners who are – I'm hoping all of well, all this is presumably getting cut out yet. Okay, please cut this out. No, weekend. keep it all but, in. But for the listeners, we were in Vegas – and um, I arrived. I think the day before the Vegas show, yeah. and we—I arrived, went out, came back the next day, hung out during the day, and then we were going out to the show. And you turned up late with me, basically. And like, well, late. They all had an early time to start. That you were supposed to be there. No one cared when I was there. You were
0: supposed to be there early. I—it didn't matter when I turned For up. A so meet and you just no offense to the fans. It was a meet and greet. You're going to meet and greet me all night. Like, why well, I got to be there an hour before the show? So we <laughs> walk in at
1: like seven. I think the show is starting at eight. And on the way, and I'm, due, I'm like, do you have stuff prepared for this? He's like, prepared? I'm just going to go on stage and see what happens. And you I were on stage it, for like an hour and a half with nothing and just went. Well, yeah. not nothing, you had a lot
0: of alcohol. Oh, I did have a lot of alcohol that night. <laughs> and I was I was decently high. I wasn't that high. I wasn't high in as Vegas? I was in New York. Yeah.
1: I don't remember that.
0: You must I smoked a little weird. It was fine.
1: You must have been hiding that from me. I went to bed pretty early that night. I was dying.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't like to do a lot of prep I think I'm better off the cuff It's showing <laughs> right I don't do any prep for radio Yeah, <laughs> I was on with David Griffin today uh, Former GM of the Cavs And uh, it was about 30 seconds before the show started He goes, what are we going to talk about? I said, I'll bring up Westbrook right away And then we can figure it out And then we did three hours of radio <laughs> David Griffin's doing three hours with you? Yeah I thought he'd be
1: like a guest spot
0: no, no, no. He's part of the whole NBA radio uh, rotation. He's great, too, by the way.
1: Hold on. Is that exclusively NBA you're doing? I thought you were doing all sports.
0: I do I do two stations. I do NBA station and I do Mad Dog Sports Radio.
1: Oh, so this week is all NBA?
0: Most of the time it's all NBA. Uh, Once the football season's over, I'll do more Mad Dog.
1: Oh, because then, yeah, that'll go. Because
0: they've got games during the, during got the real weekend. real
1: NFL football players.
0: Real NFL football.
1: I'm giving you takes. Speaking of real NFL football... <laughs>
0: Real NFL football players giving you takes, takes you cannot get anywhere but Mad Dog Sports Rate 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 Radio. Man, I should be a producer as <laughs> well. I, I, I love when you finish
1: that, and all I can hear coming down the microphone is all of the microphone movements, putting everything <laughs> going
0: back down. <laughs> Speaking so of I'm you really if You could be a sport Really encroaching on my Like look at the, Now he's like Really next to me And lucky for you Wore pants today That could have been Real awkward They don't always Wear pants on the show Let's
1: actually do This show please Alright so not- the first thing I had for this show Was uh, the Ravens Browns takeaways And we're only like 15 minutes in And we haven't got to that yet I just want to point out I am not the one Ruling all of this It's him
0: I like Baker Mayfield
1: That's your take. Saturday. I'm sorry, that take does not count because you did not say it properly.
0: Baker Mayfield. One, I like him. And two, in two years, he will be the best quarterback in the national football league.
1: Yeah, you see, that's the thing about having ticks. You're not allowed to say the NFL. You've always got to say the National Football League. Anyway, Baker Mayfield.
0: January 12th. This is important. January 12th, the day of the live show. Low of 47 degrees, high of 65. Actually, that's in the Valley. Let me see what it's going to be in Los Angeles proper.
1: Where's the Valley? Is that that outside? How far away is the Valley from downtown?
0: Boom. Big change. Big change for Los Angeles proper on the 12th. Low of 49 degrees high of 66 so it's gonna be chilly yeah i'm just gonna pretend
1: it's warm and book for our plan for it being warm anyway baker mayfield it's in this week 17 Browns game stop ruining this podcast like
0: a, like a can of hormel
1: a can of what
0: a can of hormel chili
1: hormel that sounds like hormels anyway baker mayfield threw the same interception twice in this week 17 game against the ravens and it's kind of ref-
0: a... just said, that sounds like whore meals.
1: Hey, let's not talk about Anne Frank anymore, right? Uh, Baker
0: Mayfield threw the Cut same... Cut that out! <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs>
1: Baker Mayfield threw the same interception twice in this week's 17 game against the Ravens. And then he had a third play that should have been intercepted or was. I can't remember which at this point. It's Wednesday. We normally do this on a Tuesday, so I've lost. Um... Right now, I think there's a, a very clear distinction that needs to be made with Mayfield in that he has not been a great quarterback as a rookie. I know everyone's talking about the, the touchdown record, the fact that he threw 27 and Peyton Manning only threw 26. Peyton Manning threw 26 when it was really fucking hard to throw touchdowns. It's not hard to throw touchdowns anymore. So I don't really give a crap about that record. I think uh, he's been, he's hold been on, all right. hold
0: on, hold on. He did have Hugh Jackson as his coach for part of the year. He did it in fewer games and... He's on the Browns. That normalizes it a little bit. That, seen, that that makes it a little bit better. Have you seen okay. the
1: non Andrew Luck, non Peyton Manning Colts?
0: They're not great, but I'm just saying, don't great. just say, Oh, it's back then, so now it's easy now. No, he had Hugh Jackson, the stank of the Browns.
1: What he did and he all did of it in, in Freddie 13- Kitchen's easy office. 13- Stop it.
0: Gates. Anyway, I'm trying to be balanced
1: here and point out that the short term has not actually been that great. Everyone's getting Baker is going to be better than Peyton Manning was.
0: Why can't we accept this?
1: There you go. There's your hot takes are back. Um, take. I, I I don't think he's been that great this year, but I do think what you can see with him and it, kind of the best way to do this is to talk about Josh Allen as well because the problem with Josh Allen is everything he's doing right now is fine, but he's not going to be able to grow any further unless he gets better as a passer and gets more nuance in what he's doing in the pocket. With Mayfield, it's a very, very different thing because everything he's doing right now is going to stand great for him for the long term. But because he's young and because he's a rookie and because he still needs to adjust to this level of football, he's too inconsistent with it right now. So everyone thinks I kind of hate Mayfield when I kind of point out he shouldn't win Rookie of the Year, second Barkley should, and he hasn't actually been that great this year. But the actual skill set, the long-term outlook is really, really, really good, really, really positive. And he has a chance in his second or third year to be one of the better starting quarterbacks in the league.
0: Why wouldn't Lamar Jackson be your rookie of the year?
1: Ah, uh, he hasn't played enough. He only, he's only started about six games? Seven
0: games. But when he's played, Lamar Jackson has led his team to the National Football League playoffs. <laughs> I'm setting it I'm setting the microphone down hard on purpose now. <laughs> I, think it, I think it adds to the bit. <laughs> um, I,
1: I mean he could like. Lamar Jackson has been outstanding, and I just don't think there, there's enough of a sample there to kind of argue for him. If Lamar
0: met. Jackson is going to be better than Peyton Manning ever was.
1: This is the problem with you being on the radio before you do this podcast. Look what's happened. You're being infested with all these takes. I
0: am warmed up. This is the problem when I do radio before we do this podcast. Is I come in hot. I come in alert. Oh. I come in as better than Peyton Manning that could ever do this job.
1: I thought I was too happy for this podcast because I don't want to do the slog of every week, regular season week anymore, but you're way off on your own plate at this point. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: anyway, Lamar Jackson, I think this offense just still looks unstoppable. I know they clung on, hung on, on at the end. They needed defensive stops. So they needed to stop them on first and 10, second and 10, third and 10. But the Browns sold out completely to stop the run in this game, and they still couldn't. Like, this it reminds me like RT3 and Lamar Jackson don't remind me of each other because they're very very different as players but the offenses as a whole it reminds me of that first year in Washington because Gus Edwards is just running up the middle like Alfred Morris did he just takes a hand off and hits a hole and goes and that's what everything is kind of built off of if they can't stop that, that handoff you keep doing that as the Ravens offense when they start to adjust and try and close in on that Lamar pulls the ball and works outside. But then you can build off of that again. You can incorporate options. You can incorporate throws downfield. You can incorporate a pulling guard to trap someone past the line of scrimmage when they're trying to adjust to both of the things you do. So it's not when you say like, oh, they're just a running offense. It's not everyone plays Madden and they think there's five running plays. There's not. There's 25, 35, 50 different running designs you you can do in any given play. So when you line up and have all these moving pieces and all these different options to carry the ball, it's as diverse and as scary as a passing game. That's why on third and eight and third and nine, they're still running the ball and having success because they can break off these big gains. But Lamar looks great. The defense looks phenomenal as usual. And the Ravens are set up to be so good in the playoffs. And I really, really wish they didn't have to play the Chargers because the Chargers are probably the third or fourth best team in the. division.
0: I need... A hotter prediction than what you just said about the Baltimore Ravens. Excuse me, you. Are last week, on. hold on. Last week, you said they were going to win the Super Bowl. Do you still believe in Lamar mania, Lamarnia, Lomania.
1: Lamarnia.
0: I lost a little steam there. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? You know what's getting steamy though. This podcast when I talk into the microphone.
1: This reminds me of the one of the first weeks of this podcast when you arrived talking about Kyle Rudolph,
0: for some reason, went into some Kentucky accent or something. Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> Who was had an Kyle awful Rudolph kind of has a name where you want to say it in a southern accent. Kyle Rudolph. Well, I don't know because of that. Yeah. I've been all year. Kyle Rudolph. Anyway, can you get back to doing your job? George Kittle. Doesn't uh, do all tight end names? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to try something here. Kyle Rudolph, George Kittle, that's Travis just, Kelsey, just Rob Gronkowski. Lair. All these tight end names sound better with that accent.
1: You just sound like rodeo Joe.
0: Eric Ebron. <sighs>
1: I, Cohen, I, I need. I need to take a picture and show to people that there's Benjamin actually a, a rundown for this show, and it's just Benjamin being ruined by you. Benjamin Watson. That's the tight end you know at this point. You've gone through the whole list and you've got the Benjamin Watson. Is that just because he retired this Justin week? Justin Reed.
0: Jared Cook. Hunter Henry is the one you need to do. Hunter Henry. Antonio Gates. Now I'm just doing a bad Dr. Phil impersonation.
1: <laughs> For some reason, we've had more than one bad Dr. Phil impersonation on oh, this show. This year. What
0: are we talking about next? All right. Colts, whatever. Colts, Titans. Blaine Gabbert sucks. Andrew Luck doesn't suck. Go. I mean, that's pretty much
1: it. <laughs> he, he threw a horrendous interception on in this game. It didn't make any sense from close on his own end zone. Outside of that, he was really, really good. Um, key to this game, though, Brian Arakwa, who's out, who has since retired. He didn't play coming off the edge, so there's no pass rush off the edge. And Jarrell Casey, their best defensive player, did not play coming up the middle. That's key because Ryan Kelly didn't play last week. And Ryan Kelly is going to be huge this week. He didn't play in the last Colts game against the Texans, the one they won. He did play in the first one, but that was so early in the year. It doesn't really matter. Uh, if they give, give a, a hand... I can see him picking up the microphone now, so I'm just breaking into like laughing as soon as he, <laughs> before he even says anything. But if they if they um, can give... I, I, I Just do what you're going to do. I don't know.
0: Jimmy Graham?
1: Jeremy Shockey?
0: Jeremy Shockey? He's been retired for
1: 10 years. He's attacking. Yes, he was for a long, long time. <laughs> ben Watson and Jeremy Shockey. Why do you, you like? Why do you like random Saints tight ends? I don't know. Oh wait, did he? He was the Giants. Went to the Saints too. He was,
0: the Giants, he was on the Saints.
1: I think he was on the Saints. I could be wrong.
0: Okay. Anyway, yeah, he did, yeah he was on the Saints briefly. Go to number three. Cowboys, you have here in the rundown. Oh, you can read that the- like in your microphone. Cowboys? What the actual fuck? I mean, I assume you...
1: Did you watch Week 17 at all? I think this
0: podcast is better when I do that voice. We'll let the
1: listeners tell us what few of them there left.
0: No, there's no way they're, they're still listening to the, There's um, no way listeners are still with us. I think this is better. We, we should do this on... Why don't we just do this on Twitch every week?
1: Twitch? What's Twitch?
0: This, you don't know what Twitch is. Oh, it's a video game, isn't no? it? It used to be just video games, but they have expanded their online coverage. Well, all of it's online coverage. They've expanded their coverage and their purview into all kinds of shows. You you
1: want to do a live pod? Yeah, why not? Because you'd have to wear pants then.
0: Oh, well, speaking of that, I do have pants on today. Uh, I got an Apple Watch. Dope. Uh, but it does tell me like every hour it's like, "Hey, time to stand," which I I don't appreciate. But when it but I do follow it. So there's going to be a point in this podcast where it tells me to stand, and I'm going to stand, and it's going to be a real crotch view. I really just like the you, I really like the idea gonna...
1: of them having those watches get to the point they're advanced that they don't tell you to stand; you just automatically stand without realizing.
0: Oh, it's like that movie with uh, what's his name, the guy that looks like Tom Hardy, the guy that I confused with Tom Hardy. Who? It just came out, right? He's got like a, a thing in his back and it like for like the weapon or something. What is that called? The yeah. hell was that movie called? Angie saw it. Angie Treasure saw it and she told me about it, and it was surprising that she saw it and I haven't seen it.
1: I don't know what you're Perf- talking about. Is it a Utah only film maybe but nobody oh, knows this about? Is-
0: there were advertisements nationally for this movie. The only thing everywhere. I can think of
1: is Elysium, which is
0: not what you're talking about. It's not Elysium. No, it's not Elysium. Uh hold on, I'm gonna try to Google this. Who the hell looks movie? like Tom Harvey? Movie about Steve Harvey, a guy with a robot back. <laughs> you missed what I just said, but anyway, uh, the I Cowboys and co- I. heard Steve <laughs> The Cowboys in Week Seventeen played all their start. Well, Circuit is not the movie I'm thinking. Upgrade. It's called. Upgrade. Oh, I watched that. I've seen that. Okay.
1: It's. Uh, it's alright. Um, you'll enjoy it.
0: But Cowboy. wait, did Angie like it? I don't know if she liked it. I don't remember. Just I, didn't really, I don't really she, pay attention to She just, to she
1: just <laughs> informed you that she saw it. She didn't give you any opinion on like,
0: it. I saw that movie. Because she's listen to this podcast. So I, I, say whatever. I don't listen when she talks sometimes.
1: Yeah, I know how that feels. Uh, the Cowboys in week 17, they
0: played Dak Prescott for
1: four quarters. I don't know why. They sat Tyron Smith. They sat Ezekiel Elliott. They sat Zach Martin. And they played their defensive starters as well. Leighton Vander Esch got hurt. He's not actually going to miss any time. But it makes no fucking sense. I don't know what the fuck Jason Garrett's doing. And he's, this, he's like, pissed me off all year long just doing stupid, stupid, stupid things. And they eventually won the game. But it was pointless to them to win the game because they same the same seed they already were. So, I don't know. Fuck the Cowboys. They're probably going to beat the Seahawks because they're better than the Seahawks. The only Seahawks are good and they're playing at home. But this team is going to have a terrible, terrible coaching staff. And it's probably going to cost them the end of the year. And it's going to be infuriating. Because that will be the reason they come back even though the team has won in spite of them.
0: We don't expect anything of them in the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, the only thing you just said about the way Angie you don't doesn't you don't listen. To no, no, no,
0: no, no. Well, no, I'm no, I'm being serious. I I know what you just said. I I'm saying like there I is know, no, ch- there's no like we don't believe they're gonna win this game.
1: Um, I think they do win this game. I believe they win this game. I don't think Seattle's good. i pretty. Much oh, because you're
0: done because you're done with Seattle because you realize I it.
1: Think, and I think so I think the problem with the Cowboys is.
0: You, you,
1: <laughs> it's the perfect way to make me stop talking. I can't react to it.
0: <laughs> you've I, realized, you've realized that Pete Carroll is a dog shit coach. He's a bad he's a bad coach. That Pete Carroll,
1: I really feel like you're just doing a hammer straw impression at this point. Um,
0: man, I'm so tired. I
1: can tell this podcast has been filming all over the place. This podcast has been, I you're normally, normally one who keeps don't this in me. line.
0: Normally you're like, "Yo, this podcast is not very good." I'm like, "No, it was good. It was entertaining. This one is horrible. <laughs> this one's so bad." Um, I'm going to take 30% responsibility for it. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking 97. I'm taking 3 just because I
1: didn't stop you. Um, the cobo like my Paul point to the Cowboys all year has been everyone focuses completely on Dak, exclusively on Dak, and they're just completely not realizing that that defense is phenomenal. And you've got yeah. that running game when in the playoffs you're going to give Zeke. I, I think Zeke could end up cracking 35 touches in this game, after, especially after resting. They
0: have to give him that. They got to just force feed him the whole time. Even if Seattle's stopping him, they have to force feed him. So they
1: normally rest him a series every so often. I don't think they're going to do that at all in this game. It's going to be they're going to have like nine or ten possessions, and all of those possessions are going to feature at least two or three touches for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I think they have to because if you you just have to keep the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands as much as possible, right? And so the more you can control with him on the run and, and coming out of the backfield and everything, like I agree, he's got to, it's got to be 30, 35 touches. It's
1: easy. definitely going to be a very quick game though because both of these teams want to run the ball, and that's very rare in this most people are kind of forced to pass and these are two teams that definitely just want to run it over and over again
0: if this team was a christmas song it would be run run rudolph that
1: joke would have been a lot better before christmas i know it would have been a lot better if it wasn't drowned out by all the microphone noise
0: (laughs) no that adds god fear the mind adds to it adds to the bit all right Uh, Kyle Allen and Teddy Bridgewater you say Allen played pretty well for a third string QB Bridgewater proved his health that's pretty much it Kyle Allen was like I wrote about Kyle Allen I wrote about Teddy Bridgewater
1: so you can go to the patreon.com to find them but Kyle Allen played so much better than anyone could have ever expected He wasn't all that accurate but he made some plays that you would not expect a third string quarterback to make he needs to be someone's backup next year Teddy Bridgewater proved his health he wasn't great he wasn't spectacular or anything like that a lot of that was um, just the way the game developed. He didn't really have opportunities. But he proved his health with a couple of scrambles. He proved himself moving in the pocket. He proved himself taking a hit and planting his feet and delivering the ball. He still has his issues to work through. But in terms of evaluating him as a potential offseason addition, this game was a positive. Outside of that, it didn't really matter. It was a Week 17 game where neither team had anything to play for.
0: Leonard Quattronet. The real scapegoat in Jacksonville. I can't believe he just went Quattronet. What about Quatro people? means four. Yeah. Quatro means four.
1: Remember a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago when Blake Portal said everyone made him into the scapegoat in Jacksonville? Yeah. Leonard Fournette is the actual scapegoat in Jacksonville. He's been blamed for so much right now and they're getting mad at him and TJ Ellen. Was it TJ Yellen? Him and whoever else was sitting on the sideline, just sitting on the bench, not doing anything during that game. And Tom Coughlin came out and said, oh yeah, this is disgraceful, we're going to punish them, we're taking away his, all, all his guaranteed money from his contract, which is ridiculous that they're allowed to do that, by the way. but
0: then That's crazy.
1: Up, that, my God, Union, you've got to get your shit together. It's, they're, they're fucking awful. But the thing is, like, there, people then are saying, oh well, Fournette is just a running back, all he does is run the ball up the middle and get three yards of carry and all that. Yeah, that's not his fault that's what he has always been they drafted him to specifically do that and be that guy so they're coming in they're blaming Fournette saying oh his attitude's bad everything he's wrong on our team Jalen Ramsey's wrong on our team bullshit 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 and they turn around and say oh but we're bringing back our GM and our head coach who built all of this shit like how does that make sense if you want to actually find the reason that's wrong with your team, it's Tom Coughlin, it's Doug Marone, it's all that coaching staff who is doing terrible, terrible decisions with the quarterback position, at mostly, but also a lot of positions. Like I hope. What did they you trade. just say
0: about the coaching staff? They're making terrible, terrible decisions. No, no, no you said it's Doug Marone. It's something coaching staff. Or whoever
1: else is on the coaching staff was I they fired, Realized they fired Nathaniel Hackett as I was going through it. Okay. They it's
0: it briefly sounded like you said. It's that all black coaching staff. I thought, whoa, hey, what a weird description. What a weird. No, I'm just saying that's how it sounded in my in my ear my you think, earphones.
1: You think the Jaguars the team that paid Blake Bortles that contract is hiring an all black coaching staff? I'm gonna say no.
0: All right. Can can we just give the job to Cody Kessler? No, he's bad. Yeah, I mean they would have made the playoffs with him. He's still bad. He's a playoff starter. In this alternate universe upgraded.
1: He's yeah, uh, he you know who he is? He's Nikola Vutovich.
0: Oh wow. That's that's real mean. That's oh, real I'm mean. Pretty mean. Uh Black Monday. That's all you got on here, Black Monday. No, there's stuff written below us. Oh, the questions? Oh, we got questions. No. What? Oh no no no! I thought these were questions from Steve Wilkes. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he be asking us questions? <laughs> oh, All he's, right, he's got nothing else to do today. I'm assuming Black Monday, Steve Wilkes. <laughs> Steve Wilkes asking. Am I questions. asking? Am I asking you
1: these questions? Uh, let me look. Steve Wilkes. Uh, Steve Wilkes is the Arizona Cardinals head coach. He got fired after he was, one season. Was uh, yeah. He he used to be the Panthers defensive coordinator, I believe, but he got fired after one season. And people, there's been a lot of kind of strong takes on this, and this happens to me every so often where. I don't really have a a side with it. philosophically, and this kind of transcends all sports. So I figured I'd ask you at least a bit about it. Like, where are you with firing a coach after one season, especially in an NFL where you've only got 16 games and you've got a uh, very—you—you can only alter your rosters so much over the course of six months. So I just—I don't know. I, i understand he might have done a terrible job this year. I understand he, they also hired him and chose him for one year, though. So they obviously right. had a reason to hire him. And how did it turn so quickly? Would he be better with more time? Or is this who he is? I, I don't know what way I'm supposed to fall on this, and I can't kind of figure it out.
0: I think if a coach is getting fired that quickly, there is something internally where they're like, wow, this really is not the guy, right? Like, it's it's more than just coaching or more than just the game results. Like, it's it's the setup, it's the, the work, it's all that. Now, I don't know shit about what Steve Wilkes has done, you know, behind the scenes or anything like that but that to me that is the sign of of it could it could be panic within the organization or it could be wow this guy showed us he really is not the guy for us um, an NBA example that comes to mind Dwayne Casey was the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves in 2005 2006 either 05 06 or 06 or 07 and, uh, and he got fired after one year because they're like oh well we, we, we lost he's got to be the problem and the problem was that the organization sucks and so he got removed. He went to Rick Carlisle's coaching staff. He w- was def- essentially a defensive coordinator for the team that beat LeBron in the finals. And then he gets a job in Toronto and does a great job. Um, he's very successful coach of the all that Bullshit. And now he's in Detroit trying to drag that dog shit organization into the, into the win column. Um, but like, I think Dwayne Casey at the time probably wasn't the right coach for the Timberwolves. But I don't think it's a knock on him. I think it was a bad time with the organization. This could be the case with Arizona. Um, or it could be that Steve Wilkes is that bad, or it could just be like they're bringing back Bruce Arians. Well,
1: Bruce Arians isn't going back there. he's He has said he's only going to Tampa Bay. and He's only going to Cleveland. Like Bruce Arians left there probably for good reason. I would think you but, know why?
0: Because they don't have a quarterback in Arizona.
1: They don't. And that's a big part. Like that leads me to the next part of this that like they chose
0: Arizona does not have a quarterback.
1: You know all those people who write me and say, we need to talk about football all the time. <laughs> Stop talking nonsense.
0: I just gave a football take. So we are talking about football in that oh. Josh Rosen is Josh Rotten. Uh,
1: have you used Josh Blowsen this year at all? Because I have a feeling that's one that was right in your up your alley.
0: That is inappropriate.
1: Is <laughs> it? anyway so this leads into the next part of this they drafted josh rosen high and you knew josh rosen wasn't going to be a great player in his first year especially in the situation you put him in they also paid sam bradford and they had just the whole thing was kind of mismanaged from the start but in the nfl like i think fans have this well a lot of fans i can see Boogie in the back i think a lot of a lot of fans have it in the back have this idea that uh the football is Like the people making decisions care about winning and they're all making decisions to try and win. And that's not really the case. A lot of these people are making decisions to try and keep their jobs and stay alive and stay within the NFL and stay within the football world. And the problem you have right now GMs are able to fire head coaches. So, and they get this opportunity because, and this is just my own theory, but head coaches spend 95% of their time with the players, working with the players, developing the team, growing the team, developing individuals. Importing schemes they're spending a lot of time on the actual fields they're all familiar friendly with the players the GM is in the box the GM is a link from the ho- the owner of the team to the head coach so he has an opportunity to become in the or to get in the ear of the owner to be the buddy of the owner and he can actually say hey look this is the reason this isn't happening this isn't happening this isn't happening if we had a better head coach this would all work and the owner goes oh of course yeah i will talk to you all the time I know I know your point of view I know how it's going to work so I can listen to you and I think this is a big issue and I think NFL teams need to take away the GM's power to fire the head coach because they're doing it to protect themselves to prolong their own like Tampa Bay is a great example of this we have this of this but we'll jump around whatever Tampa Bay is a great example of this they fired their head coach the current head coach Dirk Cutter the reason they hired Dirk Cutter and got rid of Lovie Smith was Dirk Cutter works really well with Jameis Winston he's a perfect coach for Jameis Winston but Jameis yep. Winston has not developed with Dirk Cutter he's in that four verts off offense he's just not good enough because because James Winston is just not good enough. So anyway, after hiring Dirk Cutter because he's great with Winston, they fired Dirk Cutter because he didn't work with Winston. Now, that's fine. Okay, we're moving on. Let's move on. Hit the reset button and go again. No, they've retained Jason Licht. He's the GM. Jason Lick's come out and the first thing he said is, our next coach has to work with James Winston. So... Very, very clearly, what's happened there is Jameis Winston has taken, has become the priority because Jason Nick has obviously sold the owner on. I picked this quarterback, I'm right, I know what I'm doing with this quarterback. So you have to build a team and build a coach for this quarterback because I'm right. Otherwise, if I'm wrong, then you've got a good reason to get rid of me. And that has permeated through a lot of these decisions and a lot of these firings, especially the Broncos as well, with John Elway, who's a
0: fucking nightmare.
1: But the whole thing, I just feel like GMs should not be allowed to fire head
0: coaches. Speaking of John Elway, uh, Vance Joseph, you say he should have never been fired or no, should have never been hired, so he didn't deserve to be fired.
1: This is another thing that's becoming popular, and I blame Sean McVay, and I blame, uh, I guess, I blame Matt Nagy. I blame, well, not Doug Peterson because Doug Peterson did it longer than that. I don't want to be hiring guys who were offensive coordinators for one year. I don't want guys who were defensive coordinators for one year. Vance Joseph was a great defensive backs coach under Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati. Got the defensive coordinator job in Miami because of that. Had a good year, And not a great year. They had a good year underneath him when they went to the playoffs. The problem is, he was there for one year, so you had a tiny sample to judge him on. The Broncos heard him and they pointed to his leadership and how he's a CEO and how he's going to be a leader of men and bring this team together and all that, blah, 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 blah. And then they never gave him a quarterback. He had Trevor Simeon. He had Case Keenum. So. John Elway after two years goes hey we're not winning games and the defense and we got rid of defensive pieces and we gave you two quarterbacks and you're still not winning games so this is your fault. But it's like no 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 you picked bad quarterbacks you built a bad team right. you didn't give him any real chance to succeed. So I don't think he deserved to be hired when he was hired I also don't think he deserved to be fired when he was fired. But John Elway also came out this week and said I take full responsibility for us not winning the last two years. If you Does take full fired responsibility somebody? yes you fired someone else if you take full responsibility for yourself. This is fucking ridiculous, and that again. Or, do, or don't
0: fire yourself. Just don't fire the guy who's. It's not his fault.
1: Again, comes back to guys protecting their jobs. This isn't about winning. It's it's about protecting their jobs and keeping themselves in power. And anyway, I guess it's like politics that way. But it's just business, I suppose.
0: Um. Let me see. We Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Those Lynch. were the starters. Lynch. Those were the starters last year.
1: You know, by the way, you know you know uh, the Cowboys story with Paxson Lynch? What? The Cowboys uh, wanted to trade off for Paxson Lynch, but they couldn't, so they settled for Dak Prescott. They didn't want to pick Dak Prescott either. They wanted Connor Cook. <sighs> that worked out.
0: <laughs> and then this year, Case Keenum started all 16 games.
1: I mean, that's an upgrade, I guess. It's going in the right direction. That's all
0: you can argue that. I guess. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> this one I fucking love the Raiders being idiots. Oh my god, they hire Mike Mayock to be their GM. Like you can legitimately see his history of what he thinks about the draft, right? I'm not gonna say I don't think he's an idiot. I just don't think he's shown enough analysis of the draft where you're like, all right, we got we sold out our our present to have a future with these draft picks, right? We go get you know, for Amari Cooper, we get it for Khalil Mack, whatever. So what do we do in the draft? We're going to pick him to make these decisions with with John Gruden. Are you kidding me? Look, he
1: he didn't have a good record in terms of guys he liked and stuff like that. I do think it's a little bit unfair because we are all, you know yourself, we are all, if you're in the media, every single decision you make is, is archived and every single thing you've gotten wrong gets looked at and everything you got right, everyone ignores. But the thing I don't get about this is... He's never worked properly this high level. He, he's, like, even when you look at John Gruden, you can say he was a coach 12 years ago. Mayock's been in the media for, what, forever. The reason they're hiring him is he's an old-school type of coach. He gets mad at stuff, I guess. He points things no, out. No, the reason and,
0: they're hiring him is because they're the Raiders, and they're idiots. Well, that too.
1: And he was on TV. He's got something shiny. Got They got distracted. He's like a cat chasing like a laser point at the wall, so Raiders are. Seriously, um,
0: like, I... Who, like... Look, it's not this extreme, but imagine an NBA team hiring me to make decisions for them. What a dumbass idea that would be!
1: Who's got more, more likely, experience but, than
0: me? Who's more likely to do that, David Kahn or someone from the Nets? Well, before the Nets got the Spurs, dude. Uh, uh the Nets before. Oh wait, because... no, Michael Jordan. No, 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 Jordan would never trust the media for that. He would never do that. But the the Russian billionaire. Would, is disconnected enough to where he would he would read probably read an article hey I saw this dude's like, power ranking. Yeah, I think he looks really good That's no, this dude's power reggae he's talked a lot about deep fried masters I'm in I want to make decisions for us Um, no but like, some with Mayock like,
1: apparently he's someone who the, the way was, I saw the tweet read was uh he wakes up at 4am and he'll work with Gruden so he loves that well Mayock is also the guy who changes opinion completely on Teddy Bridgewater because of a pro day like Get the fuck out of here with that. That's not smart. That's not a good process That's not a guy who is going to adapt and adjust to this league and figure everything out and the other part of this is Mayok has plenty of experience scouting players He's plenty of experience talking to people and relationships in the league and all that kind of stuff Being a GM has a lot more to do it than, to to it than that. He's gonna to have to manage contracts manage the cap situation He's gonna to have to run the organization as a whole it's going to be very difficult. We all know Gruden is running things there properly at the very top. Mayock is still going to have a big role. And like if you needed a GM, Reggie McKenzie was probably good enough and probably a better option than this guy. But this is it. Raiders like shiny things off the TV and that's what they get.
0: Adam Gaze.
1: Um, apparently he's a hot name for head coaching gigs, which is surprising to me. The offense was extremely conservative. The only thing he really does that well is design shot plays off of play action which he's really really good at but I don't know like, I, I liked his offense a little bit I like the way he thinks about football but it seems like he's really bad at people like Kenyon Drake literally say I need to be traded if he's saying Cameron Wake Kenny Stills and Frank Gore three guys who are considered like uh, I don't know what the best way to put it guys who don't shake the boat for no reason rock the boat for no right. reason yeah. guys who are like especially Frank Gore Frank Gore is considered guys who are stoic good good soldiers or whatever you want to call it a good way like that apparently they all went to ownership and said hey this guy needs to go and then there's other players who are celebrating openly that he's gone so i don't know man if you're hiring him and you like him maybe maybe this works out brilliantly in a new situation but the signs are like maybe he needs to go back and be an offensive coordinator for a while and work on things he needs to work on I will miss him absolutely berating the media though that was fucking brilliant (laughs) he had an amazing thing after a game against the Titans where Tannehill was sacked like 7 times and they came in and went like Tannehill's terrible he's taking all these sacks what are you talking about this is awful we've got to get rid of Tannehill and Gates just goes yeah do you know how that play works do you know how that play is designed yeah tell me how that play is designed because I can see my two blockers there falling over themselves and letting will get sacked when he shouldn't get sacked. And you fucking idiots think you know what you're looking at, but you don't. And that's basically what he was doing. And I was like, yeah, that's my sweared animal. So maybe it makes sense. That's why he got fired. Can't get along with people. Marvin Lewis. All I want to talk about is Hugh Jackson might be the head coach of this team. No, <laughs> no, 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 So here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Jay Gruden, or sorry, not Jay Gruden. Um, what's Jay Glazer? Jake, Liz- whoa, that's really weird. You, when you sit back, I get half a shadow on your face, like a very dramatic movie lighting.
0: Um, <laughs> I am the phantom of the opera. When you can only see half my face, especially good for the listeners. you cannot so you can't spell see anything. operator without opera. Think about that.
1: Anyway, Jake Laser said that the. Bengals had a plan, a long-term it. plan when they re-signed Lewis last year that he was going to stay for two years and leave after this year. So he signed a two-year extension, so he got all that guaranteed money. He's going to get that, and it's mutually exclusive or a mutually, mutually agreed upon departure. <laughs> and now Hugh Jackson was brought back late in the year. So it doesn't really make sense for them to bring Hugh Jackson in unless the idea is that he's a succession plan and it feels like it's going to happen which will be brilliant for the Bengals-Browns games moving forward because you think Baker Mayfield's going to like forget about this after a while and just be respectful after a while? I don't think so.
0: No, he hates him. He legitimately hates him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or just doesn't planet doesn't respect him. Either way. I don't feel All like right. he respects a lot of people. Wild card weekend preview. You know, you're not
1: you know you're not saying that properly.
0: Wild card weekend previews. Or we can go wild card weekend previews. Everything I say in this voice sounds like it's a surprise. All right. Saturday afternoon Colts at the Texans the Texans are a one-and-a-half point favorite uh, whole point of this game and the whole decisive uh,
1: Matchup in this game is going to be if the Texans pass rushes can get to luck Which they did quite a bit like I'm writing about this game right now because I'm doing previews of all the games on Patreon And I'm writing about this game at the moment because I want to focus on how those pass rushes are going to work And how they're going to be able to curtail the passing game But
0: I have to stand up for one minute according to my watch keep going i don't want to i don't want to interrupt you.
1: <laughs> you, you you don't want to interrupt me but you're keeping the microphone up near your face i wonder why um so the colts the colts weren't able to actually shut down the pass rush but they did enough for luck to make some phenomenal throws and then you have frank Reich changing up the game plan so in our late first quarter early second quarter of the second matchup they hit a shot play off a of design with a hard play fake, max protection, hit T.Y. Hilton for 60 yards. That leads to a rushing touchdown. They start the next play immediately. The Texans go to a three-man rush, and they're expecting... The uh, sorry, they start the next play immediately. The Texans are expecting a shot play again. They're expecting an aggressive throw again. They go to an RPO, leads to a wide-open throw down the seam, where uh, I think it was Eric Ebron catches the ball eight yards on field, runs 15 after for a 23-yard gain. So then they come back after, and the Texans are like, oh, they're going to the short game now. So we go to a three-man rush and drop someone off. And then we have a flooded coverage, three man rush, you've got time, but you've only got short routes so we can cover everything. Except Roy had gone back to a seam route, so he's hitting another vertical shot with luck, and luck's able to do all of these different things. So the balance that the the Texans defense needs to contain this offense is going to be tested because Reich is able to knock them sideways a little bit, showing them one thing, then doing something else, showing them something else, and then doing something else again. So this is kind of a fascinating matchup and a fascinating game. And while I feel like the Colts have a wider margin for error because they had a bunch of drops in this game, but luck played so well, it didn't matter. They've got a better quarterback, so they have a better margin for error. Uh, While I think the Colts have a better margin for error and I think they will win, it would not surprise me at all if the Texans won it.
0: I think... The Texans will win this game by two touchdowns. Let me make that a hotter take. Texans will be in the AFC Championship.
1: So, so you know, the Texans have, a, and the Texans of course, have, have played each other twice already this year. The aggregated score right now is 58 58. They've won one game by three points, lost one game by three points. So, you thinking they're going to win by two touchdowns is quite the take, especially when they've lost Will Fuller, they've lost to Marius Thomas. Kiki Cootie is just coming back. I don't think he's going to be that healthy because it's, he's had a torn hamstring three times this year.
0: Hold on, i got to look this up. Uh, they still have DeAndre Hopkins on the team?
1: No, he got shot.
0: Harvin Marison's back?
1: Shh, this podcast is bad enough. Don't go saying that.
0: Uh, who you got? The Colts. What? Don't say that like it's a foregone conclusion. No, I'm I just told you Texans are winning by two touchdowns. I'm saying
1: that because I said it 30 seconds ago.
0: I was standing. I wasn't listening. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's see. What do we got? Sunday. No, Saturday night. The Seahawks of Seattle are at the Cowboys of Dallas. Dallas is a one and a half point favorite at home. Um, I feel like this
1: is basically just Jason Garrett going to of the way. Like the only thing the Seahawks are better than than the are significantly better than the Cowboys at is coaching. I think, which can be a big deal. But what about quarterback? I don't think there's a big gap. I, I think Prescott's probably better than them. Like,
0: Ooh, people, that know, people is a, that You said you said I had hot takes. I don't know about that. Yeah, but
1: people are used to me saying shit. That Jason like. Witten.
0: That doesn't work.
1: Jason Witten. Jason Jason Witten has to be said in extremely dull and mundane voice. That's the only way you can say Jason
0: Witten. He got better as the season went on. He got better. Yeah, he's like Josh
1: Allen. He started the bar so low he could not get better. Jason Witten. Justin Josh Allen for no reason. I mean, that's the second time in this podcast. It's just what I do. Um, Charles Clay. Like the thing with Wilson is people don't realize how much he throws the ball to defenders and. How the offense there has gotten better since they've gone away from the passing game and back to just running the ball Because he needs to not be carrying that passing game. He makes too many mistakes, misses too many throws Like remember when like they beat the Vikings at home And everyone was like, oh my god, the Vikings are a disaster. The Vikings offense is terrible. Kirk Cousins is awful And the Seahawks barely beat them like it was they scraped just by them as well The both offenses that game was really bad. It wasn't just Cousins and just the Vikings so I'm not really optimistic about them. Like, they had two wins against the Cardinals, one against the 49ers, one against the Raiders, and they still only barely crept into the playoffs. So it feels to me like the Dolphins team we had in the AFC last year, the Bills team, or the Bills team we had in the AFC last year, the Dolphins team we had the year before, it kind of feels like the NFC wildcards are now the AFC wildcards rather than the other way around.
0: I'm going to take the Seahawks just because I think Jason Garrett will get in the way.
1: I'm gonna take the Cowboys, so let's go opposite so all the whole way through this. Hopefully, oh no, we won't. There's no chance. I can't. I can't
0: promise anything.
1: Yeah, well, we'll be opposite some until the last one, I think.
0: All right. Um, what do we have next? We have this Sunday morning for me on the West Coast. Los Angeles Chargers are at the Baltimore Ravens. The fact that this game is in Baltimore, when the Chargers had two more wins, is asinine completely asinine the Ravens are two and a half point favorites it's, it's absolutely asinine but I'm also just checking
1: because I couldn't remember who won their game earlier this year and that was in Los Angeles I think wasn't it
0: uh, anyway the, you live there you should know these things
1: um, well, I couldn't
0: tell you where the Chargers play I know it's somewhere in the city
1: is it not that soccer stadium done by Roswell
0: it's a great question uh they lost at home to the ravens yeah so uh, i have it at
1: 22 10 so you get them at home i kind of feel like the ravens are gonna win this and i know the matchups are there to kind of favor the ravens they don't really favor the chargers the chargers have joey bosa was a great pass rusher. pass rusher doesn't really matter when he's got to play the run all day <laughs> melvin ingram's the same uh, like you've got Brandon Meeve in there who's a great run stuffer but he's one on his own I don't think they have everything else around him to be like that Darwin James' value kind of drops a little bit because there's no one for him to take out of the passing game you can't really use him in a versatile way because he has to line up in the box so it's kind of a matchup issue and then that defense is going to contain Phillip Rivers so I actually think this might end up being a comfortable victory for the Ravens
0: I, nah, I'm i going to roll with the Chargers. Um, I'm not going to go wishy-washy like you with them this year. I believe in the Chargers. I think Phillip Rivers is poised for a uh, deep run. And by the way, the two winners of this weekend in the AFC will also be the two teams facing each other in the AFC Championship. That's right, folks. Chargers will host Who's the other team? The Texans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why do... Why do uh, like, I know sports people are weird and they have a lot of weird things, but is there anything weirder than the pride people get by sticking with their picks? It's like, so dumb. I, it's I, none, I pick, of this, none of this matters. I picked the Packers in August and I have stuck with them. I'm like, alright, congratulations. Good for you. Yeah.
0: Give a you, know, you know what happens when, when, uh, when you get a prediction for the preseason correct? No Absolutely. One cares. Nothing. Absolutely not. Nothing matters.
1: Unless they're Eaton Trows who picks the Warriors when nobody else has. That's the only one anyone ever goes back to.
0: But what did that do? He got fired.
1: <laughs> that's, that's what we have to sum it up. <laughs> Good job, Eaton. Fuck off, Eaton. <laughs> Eagle <Exactly. laughs> But that is literally the only positive one that anyone ever comes back to. No one goes back to any other positive one, do they? Oh, Eli! Uh, no, John Amos. but he was playing. That doesn't count. Remember, he said he was going to win the Super Bowl.
0: That was like in the '60s, though. No, that counts.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how long you've got to go back for one.
0: Yeah, what he threw—he probably threw for like 111 yards in that game. <laughs> yeah, Set a record. <laughs> Set the record. <laughs> probably. God. Uh, all right. Eagles at the Bears <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. The other? Bears. Are a six point favorite.
1: Was it, uh, I don't think the Bears are going to this game. Who gives a fuck about the Eagles?
0: Was it you on uh,
1: on the Daily Ding recently that we were talking about? Uh, was it the D Wade first champ finals? And one of the games was like 76 72. What? One of the, is D Wade's finals against the Mavs, was it? And one of the. Uh, uh, what I remember. It, it might not have been your podcast. It might have been someone else's. They were talking about this is like one of the most exciting games I could remember. it's phenomenal. And then they checked the box score. It was like 76 72.
0: Oh, no. Who's taught? someone, Yeah, no. That was. fuck, what was that? Either way. I can't remember, but I do know what you're talking about. I think the Bears. By, are way, <laughs> by the way, the Eagles. Will win this game. Nick Foles has Hold on, hold on, hold on, no, 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 Hold pedigree. on,
1: hold, hold You have a choice between Khalil Mack or Nick Foles.
0: Give me Nick Foles every day of the week. So
1: Khalil how Mack many,
0: how ma- how many championships does Khalil Mack have? I'll give you the answer one fewer than Nick Foles.
1: Khalil Mack is going to go against Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson has not had a great year on the right side of the offensive line and that's a big key to this game because they were able to swarm teams last year because they were able to dominate up front. They won't be able to do that this year and they also haven't been that great with working working the passing game downfield. I know they've been better with falls, but I don't expect it to continue against good teams. The Bears have not been beaten badly by anyone this year. No one exploits that defense. The only thing you'd be concerned about if you're a Bears fan is Trubisky throwing the game away. And a big concern here is Doug Peterson is going to know every single detail about that offense because they come from the same coaching tree. They're both Andy Reid disciples.
0: The Eagles have a championship pedigree. Motherfucker. They won the Super Bowl last year. Do you not remember
1: that? Why do we talk about them like they're dogs' pedigree?
0: It's great. That is a great question.
1: Okay, but I wouldn't mind. But we don't use it for anything else. It's just dogs and sports teams. Like you don't, you're not like see a future wife, and you're like, yeah, she's got great pedigree.
0: That would be a weird way this to is describe. Weird.
1: It's weird this way. That's the point. It's all weird.
0: No, because because sports are, are we treat everything like it's a racehorse, right?
1: Actually, that's the other one. That's the other option. Dog horse. Well, that, I
0: think that I think that counts as. as I mean, uh, it makes sense. Sports teams. It
1: makes it makes sense with horses because they're literally born from previous horses. Right? Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I mean. Yeah. Of I'm gonna bring they, my. They would be born. Game. They would be born from a jungle cat.
1: <laughs> might. It, might make, it might be a faster horse.
0: The definition of pedigree Noun 1. The record of descent of an animal showing it to be purebred 2. The record the recorded ancestry especially upper class ancestry of a person or family Sub point the background or history of a person or thing especially as conferring distinction or quality other sub point a genealogical table.
1: How is this podcast getting worse?
0: I got the Eagles, man. I think I think we're going to have one bout of fuckery from the weekend, and that's going to be the Eagles winning this game.
1: Yeah, but I think my pick of the Cowboys counts as fuckery, so I'm going to go with that and take the Bears.
0: I picked Pete Carroll. That's fuckery as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you count for the, the national stage. <laughs> Mailbag time! <laughs> this whole episode has felt like one of your normal mailbags Alright, from St. Simpson 22 If Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl For the Eagles this year Will he be the worst player In the Football Hall of Fame I feel like this is a
1: question for you After your most recent take here
0: No, Eli Manning will be He's
1: not making the Hall of Fame Stop it
0: 100% Eli Manning will make the Hall of Fame Are you out of your mind? You know how dumb these people are?
1: Yeah, that's true I never argue. You you can use that for, against me all the time. It was about anything. Yeah. Every single time you've said it to me, I'm just like, yeah, that's true. I can't argue. Like that dude talking about Taylor Swift being better than Prince. That's your standard NFL person, right? That's that's normal for us. And he, he literally did rings. He pointed to the chart. Hits championship. That's it.
0: All right. Uh, what else we got here? <clears throat> D asks who has the better hair. I mean, right now. I do Right now it needs a cut Yeah You gotta you gotta get your shit together before you come out here For my live show I, was
1: gonna, I have to figure out what I'm gonna do I was gonna get the uh, the sides gone But I think I might leave them Because I've been growing them for a while Really? Really? No, I was gonna get them shaved or really I'm gonna keep them
0: <laughs> You're gonna keep them? No one goes I'd love to keep the sides of my hair right now What? Yeah Just, bald, just balding people They're the only ones that say that you're not balding. By the way,
1: if you are balding and you only have your sides, get rid of your sides. Why don't you
0: have or, friends? Or with... no, grow it out aggressively.
1: <laughs> That's uh... a <laughs> Toby in <and> the West. <laughs> but why? Why? How do you not have friends who tell you not to shave this? If you have that island thing, just shave the whole thing. You look
0: normal yeah. as a bald person. You look like a complete not a pedophile with just the hair on the sides. Festivus underscore Azili. Which sport could professionals perform best at while drunk?
1: Darts in Los Angeles. Uh,
0: yeah, well,
1: here's the thing, though. Darts players are always drunk. Like They literally drink while they're playing. So, yeah. Like Phil Taylor, who was like, the greatest also, darts player also,
0: ever. Also not a sport.
1: Yeah, but let's move forward like it is so we can talk about this. Phil Taylor, who's was like, the greatest darts player ever, and is also this massive fat dude. He was, uh, he used to travel around Ireland and he would get paid to go to bars and just play people in darts. And he'd go there and like get so hammered drunk that everyone was beating him. But he didn't care because he was just there getting free drink and getting paid to be there. And the guys who paid to show up and play Phil Taylor got to say they beat Phil Taylor. So it's like perfect. Everyone would go that's home a happy brilliant, That's a brilliant gig. It is. And he got paid a lot of money for it. Uh, I'd say baseball. You so see, you're giving people baseball bats while drunk. Good idea.
0: Uh, hello, David Wells pitched a perfect game, half drunk. What? David Wells. You look at me as if I'm going to know that. He's a fat guy who used to pitch, and he pitched a perfect game. Wait, who's a You short, know what a perfect game is? Yeah. It's a game where you're perfect.
1: You know what I don't get about baseball? The biggest celebration Everything? is when nothing happens. A perfect game is the pinnacle of the sport, and it's when nothing no,
0: happens. No! No! A lot
1: happened. No, nothing happened. Nobody scored. Nobody got a hit. It's a perfect game. Nobody got walked. Baseball is also the only sport in the world where the defense has the ball. It's
0: weird. Never talked about that, did you? Jared just us. Which two? Hold on.
1: Now that we are talking. Now who's interrupting whom? I'm always interrupting you. That's that's the way it works. Uh, Does games, console. How do you say esports? Does that count as a sport now? Because I think we're old if we say no.
0: Which two current NFL players would you pair up for Naked and Afraid? I don't
1: know what Naked and Afraid is.
0: Naked and Afraid, they literally strip people of their clothes, they drop them in the forest, and they say survive for a, a week or whatever.
1: That's basically this podcast.
0: You and I, we should go on Naked and Afraid. <laughs> the goes, naked. <laughs> that would be Naked and Irrationally Proud. Oh, I thought you were about to say erotic. Naked and erotic. It'd be
1: that, too. We'd have to keep it warm yeah. somehow. No. Have you ever seen two ugly people who feel really good about themselves? We can do naked and afraid.
0: I'll go. Very, com- I'm very comfortable naked. Well, hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Hold on, let me take my shirt off." <laughs> then we'd see how hairy you are.
0: I am very. <laughs> you interrupted me. Let's try this again. I am very. Comfortable, naked. Oh, let's get through this podcast. All right. Uh, oh wait, no. Which two NFL players? Uh, Gronk and mm. I would say Gronk. Like, who's the most clean-cut NFL player? Um, Cousins. Someone that's interesting don't get clean cut and interesting Russell Wilson ooh yeah Gronk and Russell Wilson on Naked and Afraid that's actually pretty good what's the point of this show Russell Wilson and Pac-Man Jones <laughs> he's not in the league anymore but I'll give it to you what's oh, the point was...
1: what's the point of this show they just get naked
0: and go out in the woods no they don't just get naked they get done. it's like a survival show like alright you have literally nothing survive they should change the name of that show because it just sounds weird Philly Russell wants to know, do the Titans need a new quarterback or just a stronger offensive line?
1: They need offensive linemen. It looks like their offensive coordinator is probably going to leave for a head coaching job somewhere, which makes no sense to me because he's only been there for one season and he hasn't done that great of a job. It's because he stood next to Sean McVay last year as the quarterback's coach in Los Angeles. Um, Look... Like Mariota is in just a dumpster fire of a franchise right now. You can move on from him if you like, but you really think anything's going to get better. You watch that game against the Cowboys. You watch that game against the Eagles. He's had three or four games this year where you can see him just carrying the offense, and you don't expect the quarterback to do that every week. And when he doesn't carry them, it looks like a disaster. So, uh, yeah, move forward some, with someone else if you want, but Mariotta's going to go somewhere and tear shit up with someone who knows how to build an actual offense, so I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, keep Mariota. Keep Mar- you got to all right alan riley i r l which stands for in real life your view of the rookie quarter irl stands for in real life it also stands for ireland
1: and his name is ire and and his name is alan riley
0: pretty sure that's a super irish name Alan Riley, in real life, wants to know your view of rookie quarterbacks versus your expectation at the start of the season. I will read off rookie quarterbacks for you. There's only five
1: of I'm not going to remember.
0: Hold on. Let me get my list. <laughs> oh, God. Number one. Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns.
1: My, I'll say, okay, so my scouting report, I guess, of Baker Mayfield coming in was, could do everything, arm strength was a question mark because of the way he threw the ball, less about how strong his actual arm was, he's, his balls used to float very high in the air, have a, too much of a high arc on them, couldn't throw deep, could only throw back shoulder throws down the sideline, that was his only real deep throws, he, my question with him was less about could he play quarterback and if he could overcome his size, I think he's been a lot better than I expected him to be, he looks like he's going to be a very, very good quarterback, the questions remain about how he sees the field overall in terms of his size issues. And his arm strength is much, much better than I thought it was. That was kind of a difficult one because he tested high with his arm strength. But me and Bob Sturm, I know, said this as well to me and a couple of other people have mentioned it as well. When you actually watch his college tape, it looked, it did not look like a fastball. It looked like it was lacking velocity. I think it was just the way he used to loop the ball in the air. Um, Mayfield, he looks like he's going to be really good and he's very much worth the first overall pick. Sam Darnold, quarterback. New York Jets. Oh, I've the same. I have the same concerns. The same scouting report. I have. Sam Darnold. I love his skill set. Dude can do everything. You know those spider graphs. This is the way I put this last year. You know the spider graph when you've got like um, arrow goes. Like, the wider it is, the better you are. Where you, spider charts called actually. Where you have you have like stamina as one point and it goes the whole way. Are you talk about Spider
0: Man into the Spider Verse, the new animated movie that's doing so well.
1: Yes, and that's how I'm describing it. This is what it is I'm talking about. You fucking idiot. So that so Sam Darnold um, is Spider-Man. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes, that's my report. Sam Darnold is Spider-Man.
0: Josh Allen, Buffalo Sam Bills. D- let's
1: do this. because People will get mad. <laughs> We've already wrecked everyone's life enough with this podcast. Sam Darnold. No do- one.
0: There's no way anyone's still listening to this episode. I have ruined this episode. Like you can. Like it is irreparable. I'm going to cut that up and keep
1: it. I'm not taking any blame for this. Um, if you put one of those wider cats out, it, it's a 30%, graph. And it, 30% the, the wider it is, the better. If you took Sam Darnold's skill set, he would have the widest graph. He would be top arm strength, top percentile in accuracy and everything, except for decision making, and that's the problem. That's why he's thrown 15, 16, 17 interceptions or whatever it ended up being. Too many interceptions, too many awful of decisions. If that goes away, he's already a high-quality quarterback. If that stays where it is, he's James Wilson. Joshua Allen,
0: Buffalo Bills, quarterback
1: slash running back. Everything you expect him to be. He's great athlete, runs the ball, scrambles really well. Everything you want to be positively there, athleticism-wise, does not have a fucking clue to play quarterback.
0: Oh, I'm going to enjoy this one. Josh Rosen. Um,
1: I thought he was Matthew Stafford without great arm strength coming into the year, and that arm strength is even worse than I thought it was. And he has been... Like Matthew
0: Staff infection.
1: He has been not not very good at all to the point that I don't think he should be a starter next year.
0: More like Matthew, staph infection.
1: You're really just banging it on the table at this point, aren't you? I've been doing that the whole time! <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with someone who has been awake for too long and they're just at that point of delirium where they don't know I'm what's pretty, going I'm on. I'm
0: pretty exhausted. Just this in is general. A, for all the
1: people who are coming to Los Angeles next week and are going to end up hanging out with us at some point, the last hour is basically what you're going to get for six hours.
0: It's pretty close. Except I'll be a lot drunker. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Drunk er was the key part of that. Not just drunk, <laughs> drunk er. Uh, Lamar Jackson,
1: my concerns with him coming out were short accuracy was really bad, he had ugly misses, his deep ball was phenomenal. Interestingly, his deep ball has been bad, and his short accuracy has been fine. So you're gonna get in the inverse of him as a passer, but as a runner, everything is there. You have that discipline in the pocket is even better than I thought it was. That ability to make subtle movements, react, just keep keep the timing of a play, stepping up, stepping through the pocket, stepping back into the pocket, moving around, and delivering against pressure. He's been a little bit better at everything than I expected him to be. A little bit worse on the deep ball, and it turned out to be he's kind of gotten the biggest. I think. I mean, what I'm trying to say is he, tried, he took the biggest step forward from my scouting of him coming out to what I think about him after his first year.
0: What about Mason Rudolph?
1: I loved Mason Rudolph in college. Absolutely loved Mason Rudolph. What
0: about uh, Antonio Brown winning a trade? I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> you see, Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I did a show today for uh, Off the Ball in Ireland, and I sent him the tweet, my tweet that's gone viral about Ben Roethlisberger. It's like 12,000 people have interacted with whatever. But I, I, my tweet just lists out all the times Ben Roethlisberger has blamed someone else for some shit or all the time he's picked a fight with someone. And literally, in the hour and a half between me sending that to the producer of the show beforehand and me going on air, Roethlisberger had come out and blamed Le'Veon Bell's distraction for their season going to hell. <laughs> I'm like, like, who wants to play with that guy? Why would anyone choose to be anywhere near yeah. him except Trump, who loves him?
0: Yeah, I'm shocked the guy that probably sexually assaulted multiple people, allegedly. Is uh, blaming others. Probably, <laughs> um, probably, probably,
1: allegedly. We're making sure we're being hey, careful there. All
0: right.
1: That's not as bad as a couple of weeks ago when you wanted to call someone racist. Opening on this pod.
0: Who? 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 I oh! Think,
1: I, I stopped you from doing it.
0: I'll tell you who I right now.
1: You know, don't. tell me afterwards. Move on. Okay. Don't, I, oh man, I really want, want to say it. You know, I really you know, want to say it, but I won't. The only way I'm stopping you. Because the NFL aggregators or NFL people will pick this up and they'll have you in... It's like what they do with Leviton and Sugots. You'll have, you'll have a really small part of this. And me, yeah. the person who's part of the NFL, will be the one that will be a link to. That's true. Well, basically uh, what just- I'm saying is, I'm the big name on this podcast.
0: Yeah, just go to his Twitter and you'll you'll not yours. We go to this this writer's Twitter. Mine, mine's not right You can you can figure it out. No, his is <laughs> racist though. All right, Mike underscore won't make it. Two questions: one for Kian and one for Zach. Is there any hope for Matt, Patricia, and the Lions? can blind people see their dreams you decide which question was for who I love this question this question is great I don't think there's hope for Matt Patricia and the Lions I really don't I think the Lions have too many issues too many weaknesses it starts with quarterback While Matt Stafford is good they've committed too much money to keeping him around I don't think Patricia is a good enough coach to overcome these things they've got a lot of holes to fill throughout that roster so no I think they I think you need a full rebuild I think you need a proper rebuild I don't think Patricia's the guy to be patient with that rebuild i think you got to go find your real coach now um uh yeah that'd be my answer for that do you think blind people can see their dreams
1: do you think he talked about blind people because he just talked about matt patricia and he sees that matt patricia is kind of blind because that's the way he acts um i'm confused about this because if you're born blind what the hell is in your head what is your imagine of the world but then if you go blind your dreams must be fucking amazing because it's the only time you can actually see anything so I think if you're born blind, you don't know what the fuck the world is. You like, you just you are working off hearing or whatever, and you don't know how to do anything. But if you go blind, you must have some unbelievable dreams.
0: So I have I have this recurring dream. Yes. Uh, no, 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 it's nothing bad. But it's not have the think, sex. I do, I do. have a good. recurring sex dream I could tell you about, but I'm not gonna tell you about that.
1: Most. You see, the here's the thing. but most people's worst nightmare is uh, I I went into school and Ladies. I was naked. Ladies, your dream is you going into school and being naked.
0: That is the dream, yeah. Uh, it, shouldn't no, just... be,
1: it shouldn't be your dream of 37 or 36 or whatever. We're at, no,
0: there's. It's called college. There's called night school. There's a lot of schools for adults, okay? I've watched plenty of videos online about them. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> it's a porn joke. <laughs> God, i explain fucking everything to you. Are you kidding me? You didn't pick up on the porn
1: joke? Oh, this podcast has gone so long, dude. It's not just terrible. It's also it's very long. It's not even
0: fun. Um <laughs> no, I have this recurring dream where I'm playing basketball, but I can't see anything. So I'm trying to like go off of like instinct. I'm trying what I think the the what should be going on in the game, but I can't see, and it's driving me crazy because I'm trying. I'm like I have to play well in this game. I had this game is like means everything, all this stuff, and so I wonder if blind people's dreams are a lot like that dream.
1: Isn't that just the Andrew
0: Jordan? Tariq underscore NR10. Where do the Vikings go from here?
1: I was going to go with the bird box joke, but that was too obvious. Um, I don't know, because you're locked into Kirk Cousins, and this is what your offense and your team is always going to look like when you have Kirk Cousins. For an upgrade, the offensive line, sure, maybe turn into a really, really run-heavy offense, where Davin Cook and Latavius Murray are the primary options. Murray might be leaving, though, I think. actually, I actually think he's underrated. He's been pretty good for them. Uh, I... That's probably your only option. Turn to really, really run heavy. Only throw off the play action, basically, and rely on your defense to swarm teams. Like They still have so much talent, so it's not like they can turn around the tank. So I'm not sure. Maybe the new offensive coordinator does something with a full offseason that's happened before, but I just can't do it with this quarterback, man. Uh,
0: yeah, you, you're locked in for two more years of mediocrity, and then you could figure it out. Uh, Alton, NCF. Now that James Wan has perfected Fast and Furious series and superhero movies with Aquaman, what franchise should he rescue next? The Lions. The what? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize this
1: has NFL team franchises.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. i just made a, It's it's a joke. It's a callback to about two questions I like, ago. I
1: like ruining your jokes. Um, did he perfect Aquaman? I haven't seen it, but he could he could rescue John Wick.